I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we kick off the episode, mm. um, I think we should just give a little warning that this uh, has a lot of talk about mental health, a lot of talk about suicide. Yeah. Um, and if this is triggering, triggering for anyone, perhaps um, be warned, maybe don't listen to it. Um, or if it is, we put loads of links in the description uh, where you can go to to look for help. I'm going to say that before we start. Hey guys, welcome back to Private Parts with Tom Bosworth. Here's the rest of the episode. What was your training like? I mean, because this is this is what I want to understand is that you're, you know, you're being this full time athlete. You're you're, you know, the, the amount of pressure that's on you is crazy. You know, when you were in season from that January period until August, what was it like for you as a human? What were you doing? Uh, Waking up, training, eat, sleep, train, sleep. That was a day. So what, what were you up in the morning? What time normally? No, oh, it wasn't too bad. You know, eight, nine, go training. It depends where you are in the world. We did a lot of altitude training because it gets you fitter quicker. Yeah. Uh, so I'd spend three or four months of the year away altitude training. Whereabouts? Uh, in January, it'll be South Africa. Yeah. Then springtime would be uh, Arizona or maybe Europe, depending on the amount of snow. Uh, and then the summer would be uh, in France or, or in Switzerland. You know, we're so lucky to I've seen some stunning places. Yeah. Um, and But it's very lonely. That's you, The very, lack very of lonely. connection you must yeah. feel. Yeah, very lonely. Um, but you, you, you form friendships and, and close bonds to other athletes that you spend a, you know, a lot of time with, different events, sometimes different countries as well and the coaches and the support team they become your family they really do and they're really invested in what you're trying to achieve so it's, it's really cool but yeah you wake up i do 10 to 25 kilometers in the morning do something shorter in the evening physio during during the day and then just trying to eat enough drink enough um and sleep enough basically and wow. you just yeah. it's like a ro- robotic life yeah day in day out um leading towards one event and typically you're, you're waiting four years to do the Olympics. And so that's what you're yeah. kind of heading towards. I mean, at, at least we have every, every summer there was always something. European, yeah, for Commonwealth sure. Was, but it was always about Olympics. It would have a season. So there'd be races all around. Usually we'd try and stay in Europe if we can, but there's races all over the world. And you try and get world ranking points, and, oh God, you know, think about all these sorts of different bits. But oh, I, I, I like it. if you're... It was awesome. Don't get me wrong. It was Jamie. awesome. It was, it, yeah, it really, I get it. Most I get of the time it. it was awesome. But what happens if you're an athlete and... You want to be the best and you want to do things, but you're middle of the range. You're never really heard of or do, and you spend 14 years doing that and you never win anything or never do anything. Yeah. Where are the highs? The highs are in the, the highs are in the competing. Yep. And I think, you know what? Athletes don't, they don't acknowledge it until it's all over. They go, oh, yeah. I should have celebrated that day. Cause that was my, that was the best time I ever ran or walked or jumped or whatever. And they, and they never appreciated it in the moment because they were always looking for the next goal the next achievement and and they've missed it it's gone yeah and it's like well at the end of the day you're never gonna do any better which is why whenever whenever i achieved anything as, as i said i thought that was it and i would celebrate that and, I, and my coach would be like all right go back recover whatever and i'm like no i'm going to the bar 
because I might never get a better result. I'm going to go and get absolutely pissed because I can, because I've trained for however month, many months. And yeah, um, and that was just me. Wow, it's the mental strength of it. It's just you, so much resilience. Yeah. It's, it, and it, it's also, it's, it's so much um, self-control. Yeah. Oh my God. A lot of self-control. I mean, I'm... Boring outside. You have to get up. You have to go and do it. You can't go and have that burger or that pint or that whatever. Because how much does that, how much does that diet or that one pint... I had this amazing thing the other day is that um, a friend of mine was a rower uh, and was my actual business partner's friend. And he came up with this concept that him and his friend did is that they would be rowing and they would high class rowers. And every single time they would finish rowing, they would think, okay, doesn't make the boat go faster. And this was the saying that they had, nice, right? And nice. so it's really I good. Like that. Yeah, doesn't make the boat go faster. And so he said, okay, if we have that pint, doesn't make the boat go faster. No, it doesn't. If we wear this lycra top, doesn't make the boat go faster. Yes, it does. We'll do that. And and, I, and it's a kind of a cool way to live in life. And I've sort of taken that on. They actually set up a business called doesn't make the boat go faster. Nice. So in life, you always think, doesn't make the boat go faster. No, it doesn't. But the point is, is that it was, there's a regiment, there's this regimented life that you yeah. have to go down and, Oh my God. Yeah, but and no wonder that leads you to where you, you balance end up on that. Because if you can't focus or if you, you know, you're having a bad day and you can't train as well or whatever, because if you went and had a pint, it might actually give you a little bit of relief or something like that. If that's what you need, do it. Do that one pint because that will make the boat go faster because you'll be more motivated. You'll be refreshed. You'll be, Love you know, so it's, it's an important balance there. Whereas because I was training the mileage I did, I've always been naturally really skinny anyway, so I've been lucky I can eat and eat and eat. So eating wasn't too bad. I eat, I made sure I kind of eated clean, getting closer to, to races, you know, get, get sort of body fat down and that sort of thing. But it was never about losing weight or putting weight on. It was just maintaining calorie intake, which is bonkers. About 4,000 calories a day for me. Wow. Which is someone as little as me. And you're burning what? In. Close yeah, to that? Exactly. Like... So yeah, I was lucky enough I could eat and eat and eat, but drinking booze and stuff just went out the window for most of the year. Um, Apart from, you know, I would go, I want a pint of Guinness. So I'm going to go and have a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Wow. I love that though, that you have to have that balance in life. Yeah. And, and, and I've realized that growing up that actually I went through periods of my life where I was like, okay, no alcohol. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No ways. I'm not doing that. And it's like, oh, and then you drink it and then you go, oh, and you hate yourself for doing it. And so you have to incorporate balance. Like That's that. why a diet never works. If you ever go on a diet, yeah. they, they do my head in. They absolutely do my head in because it's a short period of your life that's really intense and then you're exhausted and then you go back to all your old bad habits. Whereas if you change the small habits in your life, in your day-to-day routine, you see, you see a big, big, big change. Tom, you know, there's so many people who'll be listening to this, right? Maybe sports women, men who maybe are younger, older, whatever it is, going through the same experience that you went through. And what do you say to those people that are in that dark cloud and they can't see that blue sky? How do you get through that? God, if I had that I answer, answer, of course. But I think it's stopping and maybe writing it down. Or I, I love this analogy. Um, Dr. Alan Johnson was my, uh, my psychologist when it, I was going through this really, really tough, dark time and he said to me what are the pillars what are the foundations holding up your you as a if you were a house what are they and i just had one pillar and you draw just a basic house that you would as a kid and then you know your four points to it what's holding it up and i just had athletics but then he said well no you don't you've got harry there's a pillar there's a foundation your family your dog you know it, it you, it's what you take for granted it's what's actually really important and when you draw that out and you write underneath which 
each one, what you have or what you don't have, it suddenly dawns on you that, wow, well, this is what's actually important. And it's okay to have athletics and racing and being an athlete is one of those pillars, one of those foundations to who you are. But let's have three other completely random other things or things you never even thought about, things you never, you know, taken for granted. Let's, let's have them. And That's amazing. That. So true. We get swamped in our own things totally. that things matter. God, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I, I relate to them when I, I did Made in Justice Reality Show for so many years. And the reason why I stuck at it is because I was like, oh my God, this is my pillar. If I, if I, it's my pillar. If I go, that's then it. What? Then what? Then what happens? Then what happens? Then what happens? And that's what led me down a terrible road of anxiety and all these different things. Wow. And especially when it's, especially in athletics, right? Which is, you know, it's so amazing. It's so incredible. God, you had the best time ever. And yeah, the lows happen. But, you know, athletics are definitely one of those sports. You never go to a dentist and say, when are you giving up? Yeah, no. When no. You never go to a doctor. Do you think you're a bit old for this? You, you never do that. But athletics is one of those places. Yeah. You, you're 33, right? You're just beginning life. Yeah. But you have this period of your life, which is like you've lived, well, I said, you've lived a life more than anyone else, but you get to a young age and, you know, now you have made the decision to retire. And, you know, you made the decision, I, you know, you had some injuries and things like that. And you, I, I saw a, um, an interview where you said you had lots of injections in your spine and things yeah. like that. How sore were you oh. towards the end? Yeah, I, I could barely move around around the house, and really, it was the issue that and not, epidurals and everything. Yeah, epidural in in the base of my spine and four facet <laughs> joint injections. Um, and I I was thirty, uh, I think I was at the time, or thirty one, and I was laid in, in the doctor's room or whatever, and having these injections, and I just went, "This shouldn't be. This isn't right. It shouldn't be happening." Like, is that just from the constant, constant hit of your, yeah, your heel overuse, 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 it's, overuse? It's common with all endurance athletes is some sort of overuse injury. Really? Trading twice a day every day is not good for you. It just <laughs> it's, isn't. It's just not. It's, it's just, just really isn't. Especially doing like 20 kilometers. Yeah. Like, like and then waking time. up and being sore and in agony and going again. But it eventually got to the point where every day was agony. And I was just like, I wanted to go on to Paris I felt like I'd lost the opportunity to get a medal, Olympic medal in Tokyo 2020 because I was injured in 2021 mm. and I was in the form of my life just before COVID hit. So I was so motivated to try and get that back and go for Paris. But I was like, I think I'll just about make Paris and just turn up at this rate and just be one in the 60 in the race rather than being one at the front. And I've been there and I, I've done that. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way whatsoever. No, you I mean, just, you don't just, wanna... that's in the past. It's the journey. Why am I, you know, we sacrifice so much, as we said, I want to go spend time with Harry and my family now. Yeah. You know? So. When you make that decision mentally, because you obviously make, you have to make it mentally first before you start telling people. Yeah. How, how did that make you feel? Do you feel liberated? Or yeah. You, really? And a lot of people don't. You, a lot of people never get that chance. They're either injured and they keep going for one more year, one more year, one more year to get a race to sign off with or whatever. You know, we had the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham last year and, and again, the country got right behind their athletes. It was a brilliant event, sold out event. I was like, what, what an incredible way. I uh, raced on the track, 70,000, not 70, 30 odd thousand people. Wow. And because the commentators knew me and had followed my journey and, that you know, they know me personally, they knew it was my last race and that I had a standing ovation and it was just breathtaking for this random race walking event that nobody had ever heard of that people actually had now followed my career kind of put it on the map in sport a little bit that I got that sort of reception to, to end a, my career. It's like not many athletes 
get that they're fighting other decisions that you know yeah. they want more they don't know what they're going to do next or whatever and i was like could you ask for anything better my god it's amazing it was awesome and fully deserved right i think that's the sort of thing and, and it's funny how you talk about it there's almost that weird imposter syndrome that kicks in like wait hang on this is for me this is like yeah, well, yeah totally. it's strange right it was but you got you know commonwealth medals you got world records you you the olympics you've done it all so why wouldn't you have that yeah i I, I think it's athletes never thinking they've done enough. Do you know what I mean? It's even in my head, I was like, oh, they were, I could have got something else. I could have achieved a little bit more. I could have just made that podium one more time or something like that. And that's typical. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool. Do you, think, do you think athletes have things in common? When you speak to other athletes, or what, what, is, that thing that they, yeah. or what is that thing that they connect over or that you have? Is it that sort of resilience, not wanting to lose? What, what is that thing that most athletes have that yeah. you can see harry harry my husband says it's just like you're fucking weirdos you really are but he's right you've got to be a bit of a weirdo to to train like that to sacrifice yeah. so much and i think yeah we're all just a little bit weird you can definitely see the younger athletes a bit more intense they're like i've got to be the best now or or you know i can't show any weakness when i'm out training with other people or our rivals or whatever and as you get older you go oh far more chill and yeah. like, I'll do my stuff. You do yours. We'll meet for a coffee after or whatever. And you don't care anymore. Yeah, you don't, you don't. You don't. And you often find the better athletes are like that than the ones that are a bit showy and a bit, you know, we've got to, got to keep our defenses up and that sort of thing. Because yeah. It's funny. They always say this is that people, you know, when you're in your 20s, you think everyone cares. When you get to your 40s, you kind of realize that no one really cares. And then when you're 60s, you realize no one's even thinking about you in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And it's like so true. It's... Everyone, no one gives a shit. No, about, they like, really don't. Because they they're too busy worrying about their own things, about what people <laughs> are thinking about them. So like, really, just chill out. Do whatever you oh, want. You, did you speak about your uh, partner, Harry, loads? And obviously there's some amazing love there. You guys been together 11 years, is that right? Or something like that? Yeah, it'll be 12 this summer. Um, You know, the... We spoke about it earlier, which is that that moment when you 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 sort of came out to the public. Um, was that a scary moment for you? Did that bring you back to your when you're in PE and you had told your friend? Because that's on a that's a smaller scale. That's in school, and then the bullying, the things happen. Yeah, this is a worldwide scale. Was that a nerve wracking moment for you? It, again, it wasn't. It's my naivety. Maybe it wasn't when I did the interview. Mm. Um, but as soon as it it was a pre record, and as soon as it went live yeah my socials you know friends whatever and okay i lied about the other time being recognized it was another time i was recognized outside but there's always these weird things that happened to me that meant people recognize me for for me and it was just so bizarre that this was a conversation that i had to i had to do because i was like i'm yeah. a nobody sort of thing and and why would people care but it, it was it was pretty frightening afterwards um Harry got a lot more death threats and shit than I did. Just, People are so weird. Oh, social media. Man. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Death threats. Yeah, yeah. I mean. What? Yeah, uh, it's, it's. I don't Anybody get... will write anything behind 
behind a screen. And did, did it affect Harry? Or? No, thankfully, he's we're both very thick skinned. We're you know it was because he's a deputy headmaster, isn't he? A deputy headmaster. That's why oh, yeah, he's, he's takes a, no shit. Yeah, that's he's why. a great human being. Whereas I'm not. You know, he's 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 the good good guy. He, um, special needs teacher all his life. And, Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, he could just kind of. T- he just laughed it off. He he had to, and you know we both yeah. did, and how we reported a couple of people or whatever, and went through those processes. But we weren't bothered by it. We knew it. We had so much love from elsewhere, online and in person as well, which is lovely. And you know we had messages from all over the world, and I, it made me very proud because I was like, you know, this is really important to do for sport, clearly, yeah. and I didn't really realise it. Uh, I'm so proud I did it and can be visible still. You know, being part of the LGBT community is one part of me. It's a really important part. It's not who I am. I didn't want to be known as the gay athlete, but it's something I'm incredibly proud of and mm. just want to be visible and continue doing sort of more work now I've retired um, to give sort of people a bit of a break, I think. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is, giving people a break. Yeah. Fucking hell, people just have to... What, it's so... If you're not... What is normal as well? Like this yeah. is... And also, I said over time, you know, why fit in when we're born to stand out? Yeah, you don't want to be are. normal. Yeah. Like whatever normal is. Like if you want to run naked, freaking run naked. <laughs> Yeah, don't do okay, that. Maybe yeah. let's not run naked. Don't <laughs> but, do that. Do, do you miss it though? Do you miss the training? Do you miss the uh, sort of structure of it all? No, or? I miss it. I miss the people. I miss the thought of winning. But yeah. that's how you know it's right. Right time is to go. I'm so done. And yeah, <laughs> I don't miss it. Well, it's been like two weeks since I've gone for a run. It's because I've just been busy with other bits. And I'm like, how on earth is this happening? Like, how on earth did I do it twice a day? Where was... Where's all that dedication gone? And that's how I knew it was the right time to call it a day because that commitment is just, it's just disappeared. Just for one thing, because I just want people to know this. What is your, when you do your walking, you, you told me this, you walk at a 16.5 kilometer average pace, don't you? I think is that, for, for race pace of 20K, for 20K it might be a touch slower, but yeah, five, 5K eight in 18 minutes, you know. When they hear that, that's five k in eighteen minutes is a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm running at. Yeah, yeah. Which is why when people laugh at it or whatever, crazy. I'm like, I don't care. I can walk faster than you can run. So shut up. What? <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Do you still hold any world records? Yeah, all three. Uh, really, still hold all three of them. Yeah, which, which are what? Awesome. So those are the mile. Yeah, and then with athletics, there's indoor and outdoor. So I did the three k indoors and outdoors. Um, so both of them still stand. My that five k eighteen twenties about the eighth fastest time in history. Um, and I've got most, I think most by one of the British records still. So it's nice. It's fantastic. But that's what you want to keep. Forever. I broke them for like 20, they were old for like 20 years old when I broke them. And I don't want that. I want them to be broken soon because it means there's somebody following. Bullshit. I, that's how, yeah. Sure okay. They can come within yeah, a, a sure second of it. But yeah. So I want a javelin record when I was 12 years old at school. I don't want that to be broken. <laughs> that was at my prep school. Like, honestly. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look good. Here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're trying to be relatable. Legacy, All right. Yeah. I, yeah. Please don't break them anyone. I, yeah. When anyone ever says that, it's always like, of course you want to keep the record. It's going to be amazing. I would have definitely bet on you if we were back in olden times. I'd take my letter. You'd run that, like walk that across wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> your agent has held up a, a piece of paper or something that says circus on it what is what is what does this mean what does this mean i had a very early midlife crisis i've had a few midlife crises. okay yeah yeah are we in our midlife now yeah. <laughs> okay yeah i've got a long way to yeah, go yeah we've got a long way to go circus yeah i mean oh this is somebody i am somebody who just says yes to everything i i made my first ever gb team as a junior at 19 years of age 2009 and just didn't really 
know what to do with life. I didn't really have the grades to get into uni. And so my cousin said, why don't you sign up to Camp America and that sort of thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Sounds like a good idea. I'm not going to do it because I want to compete in this sort of thing, but let's see what happens. Eventually a circus school gets in contact with me because I've got a trampoline and coach a qualification at the time. And a lot of it actually links, what? believe it or not, you know, with the trapeze and stuff. A lot of it's just gymnastics. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and then I, w- I did my first GB, uh, team event and it went awfully i came last i actually came dead last i came home put my gb vest in a bin and said mama i'm done i'm done with athletics i'm not going to uni because i haven't got the grades i'm going to run away and join the circus and i actually did so i went to america i joined this circus school sort of that toured summer camps Mm -hmm. put on shows with the kids uh we we trained them up for a week they put on the show with us involved um and yeah, we basically did a two-week crash course in circus. But because I had this background, I kind of picked it up relatively quickly. Hmm. Um, and it was just, I just toured the East Coast of the States that summer and just had the time of my life, absolute time of my life. That is amazing. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And people were saying, oh, Tom's run away to join the circus when they're at athletics meets and stuff. And they're like, ha, what's happened? really happened? And like, no, 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 he's in He's actually gone to the circus. Yeah. But that's right, because you said you weren't, good at sport but that is a complete contradiction because you, you're you're you can pick things up like that really quickly gymnastics whatever it is so there, there's this underlying talent there for sure yeah i'm, I'm quite active and sporty person but i i guess the co- com- competition side of things just was never something i focused on i think that's really important you ran a, you basically just love a crowd Absolutely. No. You, you just love being in front of a crowd. I love being in front of a camera, crowd, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. I'm an attention seeker. Yeah, same, that. same. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, exactly, yeah. exactly. I would go join the circus. I love that story. Um, Tom, listen, um, I want to say a big thank you, man, for coming on the podcast. We sat here and I'm, I take up too much time otherwise. Um, it's amazing when you get people on. And, you know, when we chat, when we met and chatted for the first time, I was just like, just a wicked dude. Obviously, what you've done is incredible. But then even when you pull back a little bit of the curtain, there's just so much more. Yeah. And it's amazing. This is what, this is why I love doing podcasts. Truthfully, is because you meet people that you have an idea of and things like that, and you pull back the curtain. There's so much more behind it. Everyone has their story. And I just appreciate you for sharing it because yeah. it's amazing. It's, it's honestly, it's my, my pleasure, Jamie. And I think it's highlights the importance of just having conversations and chatting to people you, you know, you meet on the street. Totally. We're too scared to do that. And I just think, why not? We might learn something. It's so exciting. I love that. Listen, you can go and follow you on social media as well. Um, I want to say a big thank you for coming on Profiles. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Cheers, buddy. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Wow. Um, what an amazing story, amazing guy. Remember, go and check out our YouTube, our Instagram, our social media pages. And remember to click that subscribe button because it really helps us. Have the most incredible day. Um, and again, if you are triggered by anything in the episode, go and check out the description below and left the link there. Have fun, be safe, big love, goodbye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com 
for terms.